Hi, everyone, and welcome to the State of State Schools podcast. I'm your host, John Stamper, Christian author, former homeschooler, and former public school teacher. Once a week, I'll give a quick recap of the most important headlines in education and pull back the curtain on what's really happening in our kids' schools. If you're a teacher, parent, or homeschool family, this podcast is for you. Thanks for listening, and let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 47. Everything I'm talking about in this episode is coming from the week of November 6th. Here's what I'll be talking about. Critical race theory in California public schools. Scholastic is pushing sexually inappropriate books into schools via book fairs. I'll be talking about how schools can manipulate definitions to sidestep parental rights gender-affirming kits in public schools, and I'll share a new resource for Christian education. Let's start with story number one. A public school district is doubling down, or even tripling down, on the Marxist doctrine of critical race theory, CRT. Marxism, by the way, is an atheist ideology that has proven itself to be extremely divisive everywhere it's been implemented. Well, as part of their DEI initiative, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, the Martinez Unified Public School District in the California Bay Area recently adopted a three-year critical race theory program. Now, this CRT program is designed to train 120 high school students to become, quote-unquote, co-conspirators in dismantling systemic racism and to be racial equity leaders. This program will cost taxpayers over $100,000. So, Californians, you're paying for your school to teach your own children to hate you and to hate their neighbors, to hate their history, to hate their country. This program is called, quote, Student Leaders Anti-Racist Movement, or SLAM. And it was created by Lori Watson, who is the CEO of a racial equity firm in Oakland called RaceWork. So this program, SLAM, is a little different because it's designed to work directly with students as opposed to going through administrators or teacher trainings, which would then trickle down into the classroom. The program says that they hope to empower and mobilize students as catalysts for change through an anti-racist leadership youth movement to deepen their personal racial understanding and elevate their racial consciousness as they develop the skills and tools to disrupt systemic racism within their schools, within their communities, and the larger society. And to help students think about the social, cultural, and political aspects of their experiences with a focus on race, end quote. So side note, would a systemically racist institution even allow the very people who are supposedly being victimized and oppressed, would this institution allow them to implement a program like this? If the system was really against you, they wouldn't allow you to do what you're doing. But the fact is, the public government school system loves Marxism, loves socialism and communism. They love wokeness. So this sort of program is more than welcome in our current education system, sadly. Also, it's important to note that academics are completely pushed aside here. These CRT groups and programs have already claimed that grading or grades are racist. So now the focus 
is on race and activism, otherwise known as the politicization of education. And that's one of those dangerous parallels I've pointed out before. And I even wrote about it in my book, The Politicization of Education. Every nation in the 20th century that contributed to the rise of communism used their education system to do so. And one thing they all had in common, one of many things that they all had in common, was that they shoved academics aside and focused on politics and ideology as much as possible. That was the case with the USSR under Lenin, Nazi Germany under Hitler, communist China under Mao. Lenin even stated that kindergarten classes were the sprouts of communism. So I'm not just blindly saying that this program is divisive and racist and harmful. I'm looking at it through the lens of history, seeing where this ideology has been implemented before and learning from what happened in those cultures. The results were the rise of communism, mass murder, genocide, over 100 million people dead. So in America, we should immediately refute this ideology and reject it entirely. This slam CRT material focuses on race and focuses on oppression, and it labels one race in particular as the oppressive race. Then it teaches students to mobilize against them and attack them. Never do they teach truth. Never do they teach virtue, beauty, goodness, kindness, love, forgiveness, ethics, morals, values, mathematics, the art of writing, language, music. None of that is taught. None of that seems to matter here. It's all about divide, identify your enemy, claim victimhood, and make that the center of your whole life. And this is being accepted, praised, and paid for with your tax dollars. You don't believe me? Well, here are some of the testimonies, quote unquote testimonies from students who've taken this program before. Here's just one example, and this is from a student. Quote, being white, there is so much privilege that I have that I was unaware of before participating in these important conversations with Dr. Watson, end quote. Another student wrote, quote, I sit with only white people at lunch. I hang out with only white people outside of school. And I play sports dominated by white people. I know this is bad. I just don't know how to change it, end quote. I know this is bad. Why again? Why is it bad to hang out with white people? You see what this does? White people become the enemy. Doesn't matter if you're an adult, a principal, a teacher in the school, or a kindergarten student. You're part of the systemic racism if you're white. So before this program was implemented, we had kids who were just living their lives. They weren't focused on race. They seemed to be thriving and interacting with people of other races, other backgrounds. And that's a good and healthy thing. But then they receive this brainwashing and all of a sudden they see through the divisive lens of critical race theory, racism. Now, the people who were once their friends are now their enemies. Why? Because this program says so. And if the students in the program happen to be white, they are the enemy and they must admit their guilt for their sin of being white. So this stuff is sick. It's wrong. And it's why we need to get our kids out of the public schools. Story number two, teachers, parents, and those in education question, does your school do scholastic book fairs? 
you know how most schools have book fairs a couple times a year where kids buy posters, pencils, and books? Well, they're usually Scholastic book fairs. Scholastic is a children's book publisher. Well, whether your school does or does not use Scholastic, you'll still want to be aware that their book fairs are being used to bring in sexually inappropriate, immoral, dangerous books into K-12 public schools. The former CEO of Scholastic was very open about their goal to promote gay and trans books in public schools. He said, quote, we believe Scholastic can make the greatest impact by continuing to promote the work of LGBTQIA creators in our publishing, including the support and amplification of transgender and non-binary voices, end quote. Again, this is a children's book publisher. In addition, Scholastic publishes lists of books for schools to consider and urges teachers and librarians to, quote, ensure your bookshelves include diverse LGBTQIA representation, end quote. Well, actor and author Kirk Cameron recently posted a thread on X, formerly known as Twitter, highlighting several books that are either published by Scholastic or promoted by Scholastic at their book fairs. So Kirk Cameron's thread consisted of 10 different posts that had quotes and screenshots of these various books. So every book either had graphic pictures, graphic descriptions, vulgar language, and he pointed out that social media platforms wouldn't even allow the posts unless they were censored. The material was censored. So that gives you an idea of what exactly is in these books. They were so vulgar and inappropriate that they couldn't even be shared. But, you know, it's all good to have them in your elementary school book fair. I mean, they're all encouraging students to identify as trans. That's what they're doing. They said it themselves. We're promoting and amplifying. They're encouraging students to identify as trans. They're describing private body parts, showing cartoon pictures of double mastectomies. You know, one book was banned by social media because it depicted people in explicit or suggestive positions or images that show nudity or cleavage, end quote. This is what Scholastic is putting in public schools. And you can get this list of books from the link on this episode page or Go to Kirk Cameron's social media page. Find it there. So Cameron said about Scholastic, quote, they're not just the 1,000 pound gorilla in the space. They are the space. They are the ones publishing this material. And we want to knock them out of the race, end quote. So Kirk Cameron, who writes children's books, which focus on traditional values, he's now part of an alternative to the Scholastic book fairs. And it's called Sky Tree Book Fairs. Sky Tree is a nonprofit that promotes literacy while protecting childhood innocence. Cameron said that Sky Tree book fairs are ready to start in 600 public and private schools that want an alternative to the sexually inappropriate content being pushed by Scholastic. So check out Sky Tree. Story number three a school district in Michigan is trying to stop parents from opting their children out of gender ideology lessons. Really, they're not just trying to stop parents from making that decision. They're trying to remove the possibility of parents making that decision altogether. So this school wants to take that parental right away and literally force the lie of gender ideology onto children. And here's how they're trying to do this. 
Right now, Michigan state law requires schools to allow parents to opt their children out of sex ed classes, as they should. Schools teach sex ed. Parents can either allow their kids to participate or not. So currently, the definition of a sex ed curriculum includes LGBTQ and gender ideology. So if parents opt their child out of that sex ed lesson, then schools won't be able to brainwash the kids as easily. And government schools don't like that. So the Board of Education at Dexter Community Schools in Michigan is working to change the definition of sex ed. They're just going to change the definition of sex ed so that LGBTQ and gender ideology are not mentioned. So if they can change the definition of sex ed and just place gender ideology lessons outside of sex ed, under a different subject, they're good to go. Let the brainwashing commence. That way, parents do not have the legal right to opt their children out of those lessons because they're not quote unquote sex ed anymore. So the school district is quite literally working against the parents. It's school district versus parental rights. The two are like oil and water, they just don't mix. And this is absolutely ridiculous. Parents, how do you feel about submitting to a system like this and just handing over your children? The Bible says that children are an inheritance for parents and that parents are to train them up in the way they should go. Parents are. The parents should teach God's law diligently to their children, day and night, everywhere they go, says Deuteronomy. So for anyone or any school system that seeks to undermine the rights and role of parents, you're taking a stance that's in direct opposition to the word of God. And I would caution you to reconsider and change course immediately. Story number four. This story is something that everyone should keep an eye out for in your local school district, whether private or public. Teachers, parents, administrators, keep an eye out for a group called High Tops, H-I-T-O-P-S, High Tops. And they're based out of New Jersey. High Tops says that it's dedicated to, quote, inclusive and youth-informed sex education and LGBTQ plus support for young people throughout New Jersey, end quote. They provide schools with what they call gender-affirming kits, gender-affirming kits, which are intended for teens and preteens. So High Tops, here's what they do. High Tops sends informational flyers or pamphlets to schools. And now pay attention to the wording that's used in these flyers. I'm going to read it to you, but pay attention to the wording, how crafty it is. They say, quote, the High Tops Gender Affirming Kit is a groundbreaking resource designed to support transgender, non-binary, and gender expansive students while promoting inclusivity within your school community. All the buzzwords are going. The kit is a comprehensive package that equips administrators, teachers, school counselors, and nurses with the knowledge and tools they need to empower students on their gender journey, end quote. Wow, this sounds like such an incredible resource, right? I mean, they have all the buzzwords in there, groundbreaking, supporting, promoting, equipping, knowledge, tools, empowering students, gender journey. Hard to argue with all that, right? And that's intentional. That's by design. You have to always pay attention to the language, the wording, because as I've already explained by changing the definition, 
by manipulating the language, it's easier for schools, teachers, parents to accept this super radical ideological stuff. It has to be more palatable. It has to sound positive. This is nothing new. This is standard stuff. It's how propaganda works. Small doses, a little at a time, and then over a long period of time, look how far you've moved the needle. So let's talk about what's actually in one of these gender affirming kits. All right. And remember, this is all stuff that's supposed to make girls feel like boys and boys feel like girls. It's straight up child abuse. No doubt about it. The kit includes things like chest binders, packing tape, and I'm not talking about boxes, tucking underwear, packers, chest forms, and quote unquote, stand to pee devices. Those are for girls that want to pee standing up so they can feel like a boy, supposedly. So in addition to these kits, High Tops sends out teacher manuals which give teachers instructions on how to present these materials to their students. They tell them what language should be used and which, you know, quote unquote facts they should be teaching. For example, teachers are told to explain, quote, how a baby's sex is determined at birth and how it may or may not relate to a person's inside identity, end quote. Teachers are to tell students to always use preferred pronouns to affirm someone's gender identity. Affirming is also known as lying and taking part in the delusion and that there are more than two genders. Teachers are supposed to say these things and teach these things. Not only that, but the manual tells teachers to ask students how they want to be referred to in front of their parents, this name or that name, which basically means teachers will keep a student's quote unquote trans identity a secret from their parents if that student wants. So the 11 year old and their teacher get to make these decisions, not the parents. This is a violation of parental rights. It's brainwashing, it's predatory, and it's abusive behavior on the part of the teachers who do this. It's extremely damaging to the student and the family unit as a whole. Now you might be thinking, you know, this stuff is far too far fetched. I just don't believe it. Why would schools ever be interested in kits like this? Well, many states like New Jersey, they have laws that require schools to include LGBTQ curriculum because they have quote unquote inclusion requirements. So a school district can request one of these kits and they can check that LGBTQ inclusion box. Hey, look, we're meeting the state mandates. We're meeting the state standards. Never mind you're lying to kids, you're lying to families, you're leading them into a downward spiral of confusion and delusion. And yet, where are the academics? Oh yeah, they're also in a downward spiral. So I know I've been talking a lot about sex ed curriculum here. And if you want to know why, I suggest you go back and listen to a previous episode of mine called Where Does Gender Ideology Come From? Do that and then you'll understand why I'm not on board with government schools teaching this sex ed to children. So from a Christian perspective, this is simple. God created them male and female, two genders, two sexes. And the only identity God recognizes is whether or not you're in Christ. If you want to know the God who created you, if you want salvation, you want to live for God, you want to be reconciled back to him, fellowship with him on a daily basis, make heaven your home, 
The Bible says you must be born again and you must be found in Christ. The Apostle Paul said it this way in Galatians 2 and 20. He said, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who lives, but Christ lives in me. It is no longer I who lives, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. And that's what it's all about. So if you are not a Christian and you don't look at the transgender issue from a biblical perspective, then do you agree that the state, schools, teachers should be keeping your child's intimate sexual secrets from you? Should the state be giving your 11-year-old packing tape, tucking underwear, chest binders? No public school is safe from this stuff because public schools are subject to state laws and state policies. If public money is funding those public schools, then those public schools have to obey the marching orders. There are always strings attached to that public money. There has to be oversight by law. This is why the DOE needs to be abolished and government should play no role in education. Education should be 100% privately funded by families and or churches. But either way, this is a strong signal that you should get your kids out of the public schools if you haven't done so already. All right, story number five. I'm going to finish by sharing a positive new resource that I just learned about. This one is for parents who are looking for a way to give their children a Christian education at home or online. So a friend of mine introduced me to an online Christian school called Southlands Christian Online. Southlands Christian Online. Now, I work with Masterbooks and I highly recommend using the Masterbooks curriculum. Uh, but Southlands Christian Online is another option that you can look at. So Southlands Christian is a K-12 accredited school and their mission is to, quote, serve our families and their children by providing a personalized education that allows our students to not only find their God-given unique abilities, but to capitalize on them so that they can thrive in an ever-evolving 21st century economy and serve God with all their heart, all their soul, and all their strength. End quote. So in terms of academics, their website says, quote, at Southlands Christian Online, we teach your child the basics, math, science, language arts, and social studies, while adding in courses that are picked specifically for your child. We believe that the only form of education that makes sense in this hyper-competitive 21st century is a personalized education with a solid foundation that allows your student to have baseline competencies and areas that are uniquely theirs that they excel at, end quote. So if that sounds like something you might be interested in, click their link in this episode page and check it out. All right, everybody, that's the state of state schools. Thanks for listening. Take care.